the USFL gambling podcast preseason update show on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and now New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet ten dollars, and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Download the WinBet app now, or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy, B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code SGP for 20% off your, your first order and free shipping. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab it and let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let her ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. SFL gambling podcast. My name is Colby swing and database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Look, I know it's two months away, but you can always talk USFL football when you're talking to pick Dundee and our guest. I had to get him on, even though I know we're still far away from the show. I mean, look, I don't care. I know because I wanted to get this guy on because he's like me. Give it up for this guy. He's the host of the brand new NASCAR gambling podcast. We know the NASCAR has a uh, a, a big race uh, this Sunday in at the Coliseum in L.A. How cool is that? And where there, there's rumors that there'll be a USFL commercial going there. He's also the host of the Fantasy Football Podcast for Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network. So. I mean, this guy, a jack of all trades, he, he does it all. Give it up for Rod Via Gomez. How you doing, Rod? 
Man, Colby, this is in the making. We, we, we knew this was coming. We knew this had to collide. We, we've all both love alternative football. I put that in quotes. And man, when the UF, USFL decided to crank back up, I mean, we were probably two of the pump, most pumped people in the world for this. Yeah. I got to walk the listeners through. So Rod's been working with us and, and doing great work. And I, you know, one day Ryan Kramer, Ryan, real money Kramer from sports gambling podcast, subscribe to that. If you, if you haven't, but um, he goes, dude, I, I know you watch all these old USFL games and I know you grew up with the USFL Colby, but you know, Rod does that too. <laughs> and I was like, really? And I, instantly I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy. Like I got to get him on the show because he's on that level. Y- you know, I, I, I don't even know your age rod, but I'm saying I grew up. Some of my first memories are watching. I know it sounds crazy. I was three or four years old is watching USFL football. Now I, I didn't really truly probably understand football the way that I, I do now, but I remember watching these games. Uh, my brother's watching these games. So uh, as I grew up and then I think in the nineties, I think ESPN classic bought the rights to, uh, or got the rights to the, to the USFL. So I would watch all the games on ESPN classic then. Um, and, and so walk me through your, like, did you grow up into USFL or did you have a brother get you into it or what uh, essentially, you know, got you into the USFL? So, I mean, look, I, I was what 84, uh, I think I was almost 10 years old at that point. So, uh, I was born in 76. So that, that makes me pretty old man, but yeah, I mean, look, I remember watching a lot of the, the, um, I watch the NFL all the time, obviously. Right. Yeah. And then when there was new football that popped up, I was like, Oh, okay. I got to get into this now. Granted, I didn't watch as much because first of all, I didn't have cable. Uh, unfortunately, and they weren't showing it on the broadcast networks at that point. So um, my, my fix had to come from my going over to my buddy's house and watching like sports center or something and, and seeing that stuff. Uh, but I, di- I didn't follow it a whole lot until uh, really until now, to be honest with you, because here's the thing, uh, the XFL, I was old enough, way old enough at that point to, to jump into that full bore. So, but the more and more I've gotten into these um, smaller football leagues, when they, when they said the USFL was popping back up, I was like, man, I'm all in. I don't even care if I don't fully understand the history because I went back and just started watching it like a few years ago, you know, like I, I wanted to get more knowledge on football. And so when the AAF started popping up, then I really started to watch all these old clips and, and all these old games on us on uh, YouTube yeah. for the USFL and all that. So dude, I, I, I call me crazy. I mean, look, I, I, I know that, that, that wins me over right there because you know, and especially in the dog days of summer, but even now at my house, you know, uh, my wife will give me a hard time about, I'll put on old USFL, USFL games, NFL games, college football games. I'm a guy that watches sport all the time. I don't care how old it is. Um, so yes, that's awesome that you know the history then. So now here we are USFL eight teams in, uh, in Birmingham, the season kicks April 16th. In case you guys haven't heard, um, there's a lot of news that's already came out. We've done episodes on this, but I wanted to get you on. So like we did an episode breaking down all the coaches. Um, we, we did an episode, you know, breaking down uh, uh, rules that we want to see. Is, is there any rules that you want to see or any coaches that have caught your eye that you say, Hey, this is awesome. And I know, look, I know they're all in Birmingham. So, and, and they haven't really the expansion teams, even though the cities have been announced, they haven't gone West. 
where I know you reside and I reside. So, and they used to have the LA express, the Denver gold, the Oakland invaders. Uh, is there a team that you're right now with the eight? Is there one you're eyeballing? Is there uh, a coach that uh, a couple coaches that you, you enjoy there that, that you said, wow, they got this guy. And, uh, and, and really is also to add to that question, what, what do you want to see rules wise? Do you want to see, you know, certain things back or certain things changed? I would love your take on that. So for me, I mean, I'm already by default, I have to be a New Jersey generals fan. And, and really it's twofold. One, I am in the army. Everybody knows that already. I'm in the army. So the whole generals thing kind of yes. strikes in her. And then with the spring league, I went with the generals too. So it's kind of like it's baked in. So, uh, and the fact that they've got Mike Riley as a head coach, that's really cool. Obviously we know the AAF Mike Riley. Um, the fact that it even goes back to the, to the WLAF, right? And the oh, CFL, I love it. I coach. love it. San Antonio Riders. He was the head coach of the, in the world league. Like I said, I, I mean, and I, I've been a, a, a spring football advocate, you know, for, for my whole life. I, I actually think the original USFL would have worked had it not gone up against it. And I actually think the world league probably would have worked too, had they continue, continue to develop it. But uh, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off though. So you're a Mike Riley guy. So New Jersey generals seem to be the team. What about rules? Is there any rules that you want to see? Do you want to see the overtime perhaps that the XFL added in? Do you want to see um, uh, you know, innovating, uh, you know, did, did, did you like the XFL kickoff? I'm one that I know that I've talked to you on, on your shows before. I didn't like the XFL kickoff. You know, I thought I give him credit for, for trying thinking outside of the box. Cause I do think that's how sport gets better, but I did not like it. I I'd rather see a real kickoff. What, what is there something that you, I mean, perhaps maybe you're, you have an opinion on that. I don't know, but maybe certain rules that you want to see. See, I'm okay. And, and uh, unfortunately with the way the, uh, you know, NFL fields and the American fields are, it's kind of hard to do this, but I'm a big fan of the no yards in the CFL where you basically, ha- you have to field the ball because you do get that five yard cushion to, to make a move. Right. I mean, a lot of people think that and in the most boring play in the entire NFL is a touchback. Just, just uh, might as well just give it to him at the 25, you know, I, I love that angle. So therefore they have to play. And then if you were to, if you were to kick the ball out of bounds, I think the other team, uh, or, or if you, uh, if, if the team elected not to, so if they kick it in the end zone, refresh my memory on what, let's say they kick it out of the end zone, they get the ball at the one. No. So on the, in the CFL, if you kick it out of the end zone, you get a point. Like that's, that's a right. That's right. That's right. I knew that. I just, I, yeah. I, I had a brain fart there. Um, yeah. But okay, so you like you you would like them to. That's an interesting system because I love the fact that special teams to me is lost in the luster in, in today's day and age. I love special teams. I, I you know a, a defense and special teams I think kind of get lost in the luster. Look, I I'm okay with a high scoring game. That Bills Chiefs game was was. I mean, I, I thought there was some bad defense down the stretch, but but I thought that game was still fantastic and entertaining. I still just like good defense and special teams. So I would like to see some of the stuff there, but I do think you have a great point with the special teams. If they could do that. Uh, I can't believe I, I, I did. I didn't remember the, uh, the one point system there. That is a, a, I think a very good system that they have there. Um, any other rules that, that catch your eye? Um, I think the overtime rules in the CFL too. I like that. Uh, the, the mini games, right? Yeah. I mean that, that kind of takes away a lot of the, Oh, well this person didn't touch the ball because then you just play. I mean, you, you, you have, one shot at the 35 and then the other team gets a shot at the 35. Got to go for two. If you score a touchdown, like there's no extra. So that, you know, puts a little extra pressure on it too. I, I think it evens things up a little bit. Now people argue about the CFL rules being 
uh, not as good too. But if you're going to make a change, that seems to be like the, to me, one of the more logical changes you can make in overtime. I, look, and I would like it even further back. Like I, 35 is better than what college had at 25. I, I I've always been like, put it at the 45, put it at the 50, something so you like that. Yards, right. You're not automatically in well, scoring. Range. And you have to, to, to deem with the strategy of like, you have to deal with the strategy of like, do we try a 55 yard field goal? If we miss, they get the ball right here. Or do we punt? And I, I think that, that adding that strategy to it, would be very interesting uh, with the overtime. Now I know everyone loves scoring and stuff, but I just, I would love that. So if you don't get a yard or if you get 10, if you get one first down, you know, let's say you start at midfield, you get one first down, you only get 11 yards or something. And, and all of a sudden you have to say, do we try a 56 yard field goal? Cause if we miss, you know uh, maybe I, I I don't know, maybe they get the ball from where you you feel like if, if, I, I get it. If you do it on both sides then it wouldn't matter, there'd be no penalty to that, but maybe you can build on that. I, I'm not sure, but I, I can tell you this. I would love to see from the 50 yard line or from the 45 yard line, something like that. Even the 35 I'll take. Cause I think it's better than what the NFL system has. And, and I, th- I think it's innovating. So uh, any, any other ones, I mean, c- catch your eye or, or is that pretty much, I mean, what about um, how about pass interference? Do you like the, the 15 yard or do you like a spot foul? Uh, I actually, I like a spot foul. Because with this, with the group of, of athletes that we're talking about in, in today's day and age, like if you, if you give them a 15 yarder, a lot of times they're just going to be like, yeah, I'll take the 15 yards. I mean, if they get burnt really bad and you know that they're downfield 30, 40 yards, they're like, well, okay, fine. If I just bump them off, I get 15 yards. So I think you got to give them a little more of a, of a penalty. If they, if they decide that you can't, and you can't give these guys a free pass like that. Now I, I, I don't think anything has been official, but I heard uh, Mike Ferreira uh, talking about how He's going to have it a spot foul unless it's, uh, you know, obvious that he was tackled. Then it, I'm sorry. Then it's a spot foul. If not, it's 15 yards, which makes it really hard as a judgment play. You know, I, I I'm in favor personally of like the, I, I think defensive back should, should be able to be more physical. I, I, I really, some of the pass interference calls I see in some of these leagues, I just go, Oh my God, like, what are you supposed to do there? But at the same time, so if, if that's true with Mike Ferreira saying that, uh, um, I think that's a smart way to do it. I just wonder how will it be called when it's called? Like I I'm okay with, Hey, 15 yard spot or a 15 yard penalty and then spot foul uh, when it's, when it's obvious. But the question is, how often will you deem that obvious? You know what I mean? And how often will that occur? I think, I think that remains to be seen obviously, but uh, that's where I'm a little bit caught up on, on how often will it be called? You know, well, Colby, you and I are old enough to remember when the pass interference, you almost literally had to tackle the guy for it to be pass interference. They allowed, I missed that. I miss it. I, I'm the old man. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I like defense, man. I, I love defense. And I think it's, uh, look, I, I still love football, but I'm saying I miss the fact that you, defense doesn't, in my opinion, de- defense doesn't even get rewarded. It doesn't even get like promotion. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like no one even, I remember like commercials of like, Hey, the number one defense against the number two defense or commercials, Singletary against Lawrence Taylor, something like that. I love defense. I love special teams. And I feel like it's kind of gotten lost in, in this fantasy fantasy world that we live in. And I love fantasy football, but I feel like fantasy football has definitely changed, uh, you know, an element of this where, where I, I I think I just want them. I I just hope they're, they're a little more honest to the defense and the special teams. That's all I want. That's all I want. So um, aside from that, uh, I got to know what coaches, 
What hires do you think were the best? Which ones are you? Yeah, maybe not so sure about. And uh, and I know you're a New Jersey Generals guy, so Mike Riley, uh, a, a, a veteran of all these leagues, AAF, WLAF, uh, CFL. Um, I'm probably even forget uh, yeah, AAF, yeah, uh, and Oregon State and Nebraska and the San Diego Chargers. Pretty much every league you could think of. Um, what other coaches did did you did you did you think? Uh, hey, Jeff Fisher will be a nice fit, or man, did that? What were they doing hiring him? Or or any ones come to mind that you thought? I don't know. You nailed it. I mean, when I when I heard that Jeff Fisher was being named a head coach, that was it was a it was a moment of what, and then a moment of well, okay, because <laughs> for Jeff Fisher, like we've but we've seen a lot of these coaches. Uh, go back and forth now between these leagues, right? We saw them in the, in the XFL, we saw them in the AAF and they're all sort of bouncing around. This is almost a brand new crop of, of head coaches, right? I mean, yeah. because they're not yeah. recycling uh, some of the old coaches that are, that are like a June Jones or like they're bringing in some fresh blood into this, you know, where, where that's kind of where I think the, the AAF and the XFL, uh, the version, the second version of the XFL sort of fell prey is that they were like, well, well, let's just grab these guys that were in the AAF and we'll kind of go from there. But this is a brand new crop and, and nothing says that more than Jeff Fisher. I mean, everybody wants to joke that you know, the team's going to, going to finish eight and eight or whatever, you know, the Panthers are going to finish at 500 because that's what Jeff Fisher's specialty is, <laughs> or at least a game under 500. Uh, you know, if you want the team to be mediocre, bring in Jeff Fisher. But to me, he's not coaching the NFL caliber players right off the jump. So I think he's got an opportunity to teach these guys what it takes to be in the NFL. And, and, you know, look, you and I have both had this conversation before we're, we're okay with a standalone spring league that not necessarily branded as a vault to the NFL, right? We, we yeah. want one to stand alone. We don't necessarily need it to produce NFL players, but of course we know that is their ultimate goal. So who better to get them ready to play in the NFL than a guy who stood on the sidelines for as long as Jeff Fisher had and the amount of players, the crop of players that he had Steve, you know, McNair and, and all these guys that he had in his stable, like these are all guys that you can bring and say, look at, this is what this guy did. This is what this guy did. So, you know, I think Jeff Fisher was a really good pickup. Yeah. It adds instant credibility to the league. And, and yeah, I I was a bit surprised. I had heard rumblings. Um, that potentially he could be involved. I was a bit surprised still, but uh, yeah, I think that's a good, a good thing for the league. And really, I, I think they can all back to your, to your statement just a second ago about like, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's X, are you XFL or you USL? No, I, I'm all of them. Like, I, I think there's room for year round football. And even if they overlap for a couple weeks, you know, two years from or you know, next year, uh, when the XFL kicks off in February and they go that, you know, their playoffs are probably going to be in April and maybe even some of may and okay. They'll over overlap maybe for a couple of weeks, but I think there's room for both. I think there's room for that and the CFL and the NFL and college football. So we're football junkies here. Uh, I mean, do you, do you think that's something that, that can be done successfully? I think it can in this modern day and age of TV and sports gambling and, and uh, really, I just think, I mean, look at major league baseball. They're on strike this year. It looks like we're not even going to have a season at the moment. So uh, do you think XFL and, and uh, USFL can coexist? Can it Colby? Yes. Will it? 
I don't know because it feels like we've got a zero sum game working here where people are like, and just like you said, it's gotta be one or the other. You gotta either be a, a team XFL or team USFL, but I'm just like you, I'm team football. So what I want to see is I want to see a, a situation where they just say, look, we are competing. Yes. For the same eyeballs, but you're right. If you run the seasons at just a little offsetting because it's spring is long. Yeah. Right. The spring and the summer is long and the CFL as much as we love it is not a gigantic uh, interference with an NFL or, uh, you know, even a spring league in the Americas uh, in the, in America that it's not that big of a competition. Yeah. So I think it can, but unfortunately they're not run by people like us. They're run by people who want money. And if the money's not there, then you know it just doesn't it doesn't work. Well, that's why I think it's so key the DraftKings, the DFS, or the fantasy football, and and just the overall gambling. You know, like Fox Bet is going to be involved with this. I'm I'm fairly certain. Um, I think that is their their ticket. And and oh, I was listening to and I'm drawing a blank on the name. One of the the the, the CEO of Fox Sports. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he was talking about he expects this to be you know. Uh, more more networks getting behind their own leagues because of the gambling aspect. So he was, I mean, he he hinted lightly at this. I don't think he has any idea of creating a, their own baseball league and basketball league. But he was saying that that might be the future, and I thought that's pretty compelling. That makes sense because you want people to use your app, and the more legalization with gambling. I think we could potentially see that. So I think it, it actually could work for both of them. I, I really do it, it. Now I do think there's gotta be things worked out, you know, the, the less overlap, the better, I think. Uh, and I think they'll try to f- figure that out. Ho- hopefully at least. So uh, it is going to be interesting to watch the competition though. I'm wondering, you know, if this works in this league, does the other league try to adapt or does it try to be different because there's nothing more American than competition. And that's why I've, I've never understood the NFL fan that hates the spring leagues. There's a lot of them, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I, you 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 see it on online all the time. Oh, they're stupid starting another, you know, USFL or XFL or whatever, AAF, and and you're like, why why does this bother you? A, it makes football better. It makes football better because if you're even if you don't like those leagues and you just like the NFL, look how many players got to play there. Whether it was PJ Walker, or Taylor, uh, Tyler Heineke, you know, like you can go on and on and on about like, and and it gives even preseason football will be better in the NFL because the players are playing. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's a win for everybody. I never understood that, that philosophy or that, that outlook on, Hey man, this sucks. This is don't do football. Don't do one of these dumb leagues that we see talent evaluators fail all the time in the NFL. I mean, you can, you could pull up the quarterbacks you could pull up the, the quarterback draft class. I mean, shit, Tom Brady just retired. He's a six round draft pick. He almost didn't get drafted. He almost didn't get drafted. <laughs> so everyone that's deeming him the greatest court, the greatest football player ever, you almost had to see him in the X or in the CFL or whatever league at the time. So could you imagine Tom Brady in the CFL? <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, just destroying it. <laughs> oh God. But you know, Kobe, those are the same guys that say, uh, you know, once the super bowl's over, they get the teary emojis and they say, Oh, football's over until, and you're like, dude, I'm offering you another brand of football to keep watching football. Oh, it's not real football. Then what the fuck? Yeah, of course and, it's real football. And it's innovating. Like, like, yes. like I said, I, I am not a fan of the XFL kickoff, but do I give them credit for being innovating? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And maybe if, even if they keep that kickoff and maybe, you know, the evolution of it, football is always changing. 
maybe I'll come around to it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, so, but, but I, uh, all these sports with the, the XFL had this crazy two point conversion or three point convert, you know, like uh, the overtime. So I, I, I think it's all innovating and, and I, I, I would, I don't understand that philosophy, but anyway, I wanted to get to this news before we got, we, we get out of here short episode. We don't have that much to talk about um, that I'm hearing rumors per multiple player sources, USFL player contract details, training camp is $600 per week. Practice squad, $1,500 per week, active roster, $4,500 per week, which is pretty good. Uh, that means uh practice squad players, it, you know, 10 week season would make 15 grand and an active roster would make 45 grand in 10 weeks. I think that's a pretty good. And I've, I've seen multiple people uh, talk about this, that if this is true, that's a really pretty decent, uh, you know, plan by the, by the USFL. I think that could work, you know, could be successful. I've even seen CFL people say, be fearful about it. Meaning that their products are going to go way down because the players will go there. What do you, well, what? that was, that was a fear. That was a fear when the XFL cranked back up again, the AAF, I feel it was weird because the CFL kind of didn't even take notice when the AAF popped up. It yeah. was just sort of like a thing. It was like, Oh, okay. These guys are trying something. But when the, when the XFL came in and brought the money the first time around, that was when I started to notice a lot of CFL players and, and not Well, maybe not players so much as, as CFL brass start to take a little bit of notice because they were like, Oh, we can't, we can't compete with what they're offering. So I don't know. I, I feel like it, all three of these leagues with the CFL, the XFL and the USFL, when they all start run, running around the same time, you're going to obviously see at some point the, the play, the talent pool is going to be a little bit out there because uh, yeah, the, the CFL can't compete with a contract like that because a lot of the big top tier guys, this is what a lot of folks don't know in the CFL is that the highest paid players are the quarterbacks. And usually those guys are only making about 250 K. Well, and, and as much like the NBA, one of the things with Kawhi Leonard, when he, when he didn't want to play for the Raptors, the tax, the tax on the contracts, cause you're in Canada is much. So even if you think you're getting that figure, you're not. Um, so, so that is an element that I think could, could be pivotal here, but I also want to make this point and I made it on the last episode, but I feel like uh, a lot of people think, okay, well, yeah, football, there's not as many people playing football anymore. The high school levels, the, the, you know, the middle school level, stuff like that, that, and that is a, that is true, but there is more college football right now being played than ever than ever. There is more college football teams than ever. So the sport is, is producing more players than ever. Also, the game actually has been somewhat advanced in, 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 in it's in advancing, I should say in Europe, Japan, stuff like that. Uh, I even want to say New Zealand, um, Mexico's league is, is pretty up there too. Right now they're, they're, you know, cranking out some players left and right. So that's what I mean. So the sport is actually, you know, somewhat, somewhat thriving, uh, depending on how you look at it. So I, I think, you know, knowing that there's more college football players than ever, maybe the CFL, XFL, USFL, NFL can coexist. And that's what I'm hoping for. All right. But before we get, get you out of here, I got to ask you rank the eight teams. All right. Rank what you think. I mean, look, this is, we don't even know the roster, so we're not going to hold you to this because you know, I just want to just for fun, just for shits and giggles. So, you know, when, when, when July 2nd comes around and you call for the, uh, the Philadelphia stars to win the USFL championship, you could say, Hey Colby, I told you back then you dumbass, you didn't listen to me. 
<laughs> I'm going to bang my chest uh, and get it going. Um, okay. So if I'm going to rank them top to bottom, I'm going to say Birmingham one. They got home field advantage through the That's entire true. season. And, the, and free ticket sales for all the kids under 15 years old. So you got to, you got to think not only just the, the pulse on Alabama football, just, you know, they're junkies just like us. So they're going to have a gigantic advantage. Absolutely. Uh, and then I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the generals cause you know, that's my team. Hey, Mike and Riley's I, been successful too. Uh, at some, you know, so uh, in the AAF, he was doing all right with the commanders. Uh, okay. Continue on. Well, he had, and then of course he had, he was a quarterback coach for the dragons. That's right. So that's right. He had, you know, really good quarterbacks there too. Uh, and they weren't looking that bad halfway through the season. Yeah. They were improving. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, and then I'm going to say the gamblers, um, because you know, I, I don't know. I'm not because they're the gamblers. That's why that that's the, what I base it on. I'm, I, I get scared of, of betting on Kevin Sumlin, but the gamblers are such a great name. The uniform I think has always been flawless. Always one of my favorites in all the sports. We have a gambler's helmet here at the SGPN studios. Yeah, you do. So, uh, yeah, I I, slide. I'm all, I, you, there's no wrong answer there. No, no. Uh, okay. And then we're going to go the stars, Bart um, Andrews. Yep. Cause I definitely agree that he's got a nice pedigree. Plus he, he coached with the UFL. So I like me some UFL. There we uh, go. Miss the California Redwoods slash whatever they changed. Loved it. Love it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then are we at the middle of the pack yet? Cause then we're going to go Michigan. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna yes. go there Jeff you go. Right there <laughs> at the middle of the pack. Please uh, let that happen. Please <laughs> let that happen. Cause that's going to be fire on, on social media. Everyone's going to be tweeting that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Who do we have left? You got uh, new Orleans, Tampa yeah. and Pittsburgh left. Let's go Tampa because Tom Brady's going to dress up like his twin, uh, Tim Brady and get out there, <laughs> get out there for, for the bandits. I do love that name. The bandits. Yeah, uh, yeah I do. I love the bandits too. Uh, okay. Then we're going to go uh, new Orleans, the breakers and then, and yeah, then the, the Pittsburgh Maulers in last place. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm excited for the season. I can't wait to have you back on the show as the season ramps up. You host a fantasy football podcast. I mean, look, there's going to be USFL fantasy football going on. You know that, right? Of course I know. And I know who's developing it right now. So yeah, I will have plenty to talk about when the USFL season cranks up. Beautiful. So everyone go out there, subscribe to the the fantasy football gambling podcast, uh, the NASCAR gambling podcast. Uh, brand new, brand new podcast talking NASCAR rod. I, I'll, I'll give you 20 seconds to tell the people about it. Yeah. Listen, we just, me and Cody Z met in the Slack channel. I had a idea that I wanted to start this podcast because I love talking NASCAR always have. So we cranked it up and now we're getting ready for the Bush light clash at the Coliseum first ever race in the Coliseum. Uh, and yeah. And so every week we're going to have gambling and a little bit of fantasy in NASCAR. There you go. Subscribe to both Bush light talk. It reminds me of my days at East Carolina. You can get a keg for 30 bucks. That's always a good time. Uh, look, I appreciate you. Everyone follow Rod Villa Gomez on, uh, on, on Twitter at RJ via that's V I L L a Gomez G O M E Z. I appreciate you coming on rod. I appreciate your services to this country of ours. And uh, look, as the season ramps up, you better believe you're always welcome here, my friend. All you got to do is say the word. There we go, folks. All right. Uh, so look, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow there. And uh, yeah, we got more USFL talk. I'm sure you more uniforms are going to come out in the next couple of weeks. More, 
more information, obviously with the season right around the corner, April 16th, kicking off. So subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. Also subscribe to the college football experience, which I host the college basketball experience. We know March madness right around the corner. I host that thing as well. And the sports gambling podcast, as I mentioned before, he mentioned the Slack channel. Check out Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel because there's all these different little rivers to go down there where you can go, hey, let me check the college basketball part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Oh, there's tons of talk. USFL. Oh, there's tons of talk. Oh, doesn't matter the sport. There's fucking bobsledding or something. I'm sure you can find it in there. All right. So so get the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And until uh, next time, all right, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.